Hey, we're recording. Oh, we're recording? Yep. All right, well. You hey, never do the intro? You never do the intro. No. All right, so this is Tag Ben Outdoors. <laughs> you suck. Hey, y'all, welcome to Tag Ben Outdoors podcast. That was Kyle <laughs> in a horrible attempt at an intro. And uh, as always, I'm Jeremy, and apparently there's a reason I do the intros. Good job, guy. Hey, you're the most enthusiastic of the two of us, so I'm okay with it. I don't know about that. You're like a lab puppy sometimes you're like super enthusiastic and want to go 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 and have no idea what direction you're going but you're just going nine thousand miles an hour i got it put me in coach i'm ready to play today anyway um yeah so <laughs> it's been a fun night tonight y'all this is our third time recording the same damn podcast because we've been having technical difficulties so if this is kind of all over the place that's absolutely why. <laughs> and uh just want to start this out by saying I apologize sincerely from the bottom of my broken heart. It's not actually broken, but whatever. You're about to hear Doritos being ate. Yeah, I'm eating supper while we do this. But um apologize from the bottom of my heart for us being absent for two weeks. It's all Kyle's fault. It's not my fault. It's your fault. I blame it all on you. I blame it all on my roots. You showed up in boots? Ruined your black tie fair. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you get when we're both tired from work. <laughs> um, but no, in all honesty, we've got a lot going on with work. I mean, uh, getting ready for duck season, deer season, whatnot, and just this kind of fell to the wayside. And uh, we'll definitely do better at that. But uh, And I mean, you were sick at one point. So. I was very sick with the, at one of them we were going to record. Yeah, so... so. Anyway. I mean, it's it's all good though. You're yeah. here. You're you're living. You're in a new job. Proud Thriving. of you. Proud of you, bud. Thriving. Working my ass off. But yeah. Anyways, appreciate y'all support. And uh, before we get too much further into this stupidity, do you want to do sponsors? I don't want to do the sponsors. I'd like to name the sponsor. No, you want to do the sponsors. Don't lie. Who's our sponsors, Kyle? <laughs> hey, so first off, we got Kinetic Customs. They do some really great Kydex people. Seriously, check them out. They will do anything for you. They literally do custom orders. So check it out. Get over there. If you got a pistol, just shit. You want a dip can holder? He can do it. They can do it. Sorry. And they and are talented. They were doing, um, you know, how like the leather knife sheaths for like the case strappers? Yeah. He did those in Kydex. That looks, that probably is legit. I like it a lot. They've been doing a lot of really cool stuff lately. Like, seriously, go check them out. They got a lot of new stuff coming out. Still coming out. Still coming up with new stuff. And crazy cool colors. Did you see that Tiffany blue one they did the other day? I did. It was cool. I mean, I'm not a fan personally, but it is pretty, it's pretty legit. It's gorgeous. Yeah. And, um. It's gorge. Also, on that train. That's a weird way to say that. But anyways, Kinetic Defense, <laughs> CHL Classes. Kenny uh, Wilcox, he teaches all those classes, and he does an excellent job, and he's got a lot of, he's got a wealth of knowledge. And if you tell him that he, that we sent you, you won't get a discount, but um, maybe one day you will. No. Maybe, maybe he might give you a discount of a whole $5. Yeah. If you, Not really, but. If you tell him that we sent you, then maybe he won't tell, like, they hold back, hold back like, two bad jokes, because he's a horrible joke teller. Horrible, but it's okay. We still love him. And then they also, we also got Wendango Boys, who's going to be in apparel line. It's going to be veteran. It's going to be different, though, from what you tell me, right? Yeah, it's it's super legit. I've seen some of their proofs. He doesn't want me letting out the concept um, because it is very different. But I will tell you this. 
I would wear it every day. Now they have some things you probably shouldn't wear to work because we know who they are. Um, <laughs> but they've got some really cool stuff that Good. They're, they're working on. So yeah. Good. I'm excited. I'm excited to see it because I know. I mean, I could always use some new shirts. I mean, you can I, never turn down a good t-shirt. I get all mine covered in grease and weld burns and marsh mud, so I can right. use another I mean, R12. I mean, if you'll just give us some. Just kidding. Hopefully one day we'll have Grid on the podcast. Um, that man works too hard. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's been crazy, and we might even have to go out to his shop and just do it there. I mean, we might, you might get a Kydex, you might hear Kydex being made in the background. But hey, the man's busy, he does what he need. he does what he's got to do to, you know. Right. He works a full-time job and makes Kydex as soon as he gets home. He's probably pressing Kydex right now as we do this at 9 o'clock at night. Probably. And he's probably about to put, still put pictures up for the tomorrow and the next day. And exactly. Every day after that because that's what he does. Yeah, he's, he just, he kills it, man. He's a, he's a hard worker. He is We've a got a lot of very hard working friends, they just don't stop. But, uh, yeah, cool stuff. I've got some things to tell you. Uh-oh. Uh, I know you missed our meeting for the Delta Waterfowl Banquet. I did, unfortunately. That's how busy we are. Um, it's going to be freaking killer this year, dude. Really? Honestly, probably the best banquet that I've been a part of yet. It's, it's going to be so much fun. I mean, last year was my first year, and that was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was. Uh, this year, Old West Smoke Company is going to be our... Uh, our food distributor. What? Yes, our sir. boys? Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, we went We went to Pine Tree Lodge. Big shout out to Pine Tree Lodge, LaBelle, Texas. We went to Pine Tree because uh, Old West is now cooking food in Pine Tree on Tuesdays. We went to Pine Tree with Jason, and um, he ate one of his tacos, and he looked at us, and he was like, what's this guy costing? Can he do it? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, let me go get my brother. And I walked in the kitchen and was like, hey, dude, homie wants to talk to you. You just got a gig. And he was like, hell yeah. So... They're going to be doing the food. Um, the guns this year are stupid. Off the chain? Bro. Like, the engravings on the gun of the year this, this year are probably mm-hmm. the most intricate gun of the year engravings I've seen from Delta yet. Yeah, like, nice. it's it's going to be really cool stuff. Speaking of guns. Yeah. Another big shout out to Smoking Gun on yeah. College Street in Beaumont, Texas. Nice. Um, Lee. I want to say his name is. Mm-hmm. If I misspoke, then I apologize, bud. I know you every time I see you, and I'm horrible with names. Um, really a good guy. Uh, they're going to be our FFL. And if you're anywhere in Southeast Texas, and you have any guns you're interested in buying, looking at, getting work on, custom work done, anything like that, definitely hit them up. These guys are amazing. They do really good work. Yeah, I've, super I've super knowledgeable. Have you been in there? I've heard, I haven't been in there, but I've heard a lot about him. Yeah, and Kenny's like best Kenny's friends with best him. friends with the guy, and, and every time he talks about that that shop, it it always seems like they always have what you want when you want it. Well, they just built a he had an old thirty thirty that he bought Kenny. Yeah, that he I bought remember. it at a pawn shop for like hundred bucks. Yeah, they cut it down, pinned a, a muzzle device on it. He put a silencer on it, made a tactical thirty thirty. Bro, bro. Yeah. Oh yeah, he sent pictures to our group. He sent pictures to our group. Yeah. And and dude, the thing looks like that makes me want to go get a lever gun and do the same thing. No lie. I mean, I've wanted a lever gun for a long time to be honest with you, but like that just makes me want to do that now. I'm a huge fan of lever guns. I've got a buddy that has gotten to where like he'll go on these crazy hunts and bring a open sight lever thirty thirty. Crazy. 
He's like, you know, I've shot deer and all that and sicka and kuzu and crazy shit, African animals that I've never even heard of. No guy? Yeah, he shot no guy. He's pretty much, if it's hoof, he shot it, basically. Nice. Uh, and he was like, so I kind of wanted a challenge. And he's stroking him with the open sight 30-30. That's what's up. Yeah. I've shot I've shot a Henry um, three fifty seven mm-hmm. with the um, octagonal barrel, mm-hmm. and dude, granted three fifty seven is not a big round at all. Not out of a rifle. Not out of a rifle, but dude, it's just so smooth. It's so, and like, I feel like I love a lever. They're just they're just tack driving sons of guns, dude. They are. I love a lever. They are tack driving. They will hit where. I mean, I've never. I, I mean, I've shot plenty of rifles. And that is one that you can just shoot over and over and over again. And it's just fun to shoot. It's just fun to shoot. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I can't shoot one without thinking of like, what is it? The, the gunman or the shooter? The shooters? Rifleman? Rifleman. It was an old Western show. It was an oh, old okay. Western series. Mm-hmm. That But anyway, since we've gotten on our little lever ramp, um, Delta Waterfowl is doing some amazing things this year. Um, for those of y'all that don't know, we're on the committee for the Southeast Texas chapter of Delta Waterfowl. Any of y'all listen to this in our area, if y'all are interested in our banquet, hit us up. We can definitely get y'all hooked up with tickets to uh, tables, individual seats, whatever. Uh, I can get you a list of all the, the auction items. Really cool stuff. Did you know the My Pillow guy makes a freaking dog bed? No. They have a... That's a waterfowl embroidered my pillow dog bed. It's gonna be on the silent auction, and I'm gonna bid my ass off on that from my old 13 year old lab. It's really cool looking. Nice. Oh, uh, nice. totally random. Uh, anyway, our buddy Jason with Delta Waterfowl. I talked with him. Yeah. He wants to be on the podcast. Good deal. He's got some amazing points that he wants to talk about that are really extremely deep. Really, dude. He brought this up to me. And was like, I want you to ask me what the difference between this and this is. And why I consider myself this and not that. And I'm like, whoa. And we started to have that conversation. I said, I don't want you to finish this conversation. Yeah. He's like, do what? I was like, I want to hear it for the first time on the podcast. And it was like, cool, we'll do that. So, it's going to be a fun time. Um, He's going to come in like two days before the banquet this year. So, you and I are going to sit down with him. Good deal. Uh, We're also going to have Greg on. I'm actually going to Greg's Saturday for a Halloween party. Mm Mm-hmm. So I may do a podcast just me and G Saturday. Okay. Depending, uh, I've got some things going on. Uh, as you know, Saturday is opening of youth. Yep, it's it is. Youth, youth hunt weekend. So I've got some commitments there, and then I've got some other things going on with the that other benefit we're doing. And yeah. Well, so. you know, maybe either way, we'll get Greg on the podcast at some point, whether it's with Jason or on his own or however we do it. We'll get Greg on here. I like doing separate. That'd be a good deal. Yeah. I think that'd be better a better plan. If Greg yeah. hops on on Jason, no big deal, but... Yeah, and I don't mind that. I just... Jason has a lot of things that I just want to, like, sit down. He's, he's a really cool guy. All right. But anyway, um, on with the next thing. Kyle, uh, as we said, next weekend is... Or this weekend is youth season. Next weekend is opening day. Big Duck. Yeah. You, re- you ready? I've done a little prep. That means not at all. <laughs> you know, um... Honestly, I need to go through and check check on my decoys, make sure, you know, they're not holy from last year. What um, do you think the most important thing is in prepping for duck season? Hmm. I mean, 
really checking your gear and checking to make sure all your gear is ready to go. You know, because I'm sure there's a lot of... More specifically, what do you find the most important thing to check is? I don't know. In your opinion. I, I mean... In your opinion, of all your stuff you have to check out, what's the most important thing to check? I would say decoys. In my opinion. Decoys, because, I mean... My man, you obviously have never jumped out of the boat and went, hmm, I should have made sure there weren't any holes in these waders before I did this. Yeah, solid point. Solid point. Yeah, checking, definitely checking gear as in waders, boots, hip boots. I will put on my waders and get in the swimming pool. Or get in the shower. Yeah. Or just take a water hose and soak them things. I want to find my holes while I'm at the house. Not while you're in yeah. chest deep water freezing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so... I've, to me, uh, that's the most important. Yeah, so, I mean, you got to think, though, is, you know, a guy like you on the last day of the season probably throws all his decoys in the back of his truck, forgets them, throws them in, the, and they're all tangled up. You're a part of that. I don't want to hear it. I'm not. That's all your fault. You contribute to that. Okay. Every time you pick up decoys, you're like, all right, I'm going to go to the house. I'm left with this spaghetti bowl wad of decoys to untangle by myself. You know how many times we've talked about doing this the right way? Probably a thousand. But, you know, also going through, checking your Texas rigs, checking, you know, your decoys, making sure they'll still float. <laughs> you know, make sure there's no holes in them, making sure where your Texas rigs are hooked up. Don't have wear or tear. You mean decoys aren't supposed to sound like maracas when you shake them? I mean, if you want them to. I've got a couple. I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily recommend it, but I mean, I've got a couple, and we're not sponsored by any decoy company. Mm-hmm. We are affiliated by, or we help Delta Waterfowl. And they have some decoy companies they're sponsored with, or whatever. But we personally are not sponsored by any decoy company. I will run any decoy that I see that looks good. Um, I'm definitely a working man and I will throw budget decoys all day <laughs> and the academy game winner decoys the old ones sucked they were like this hard plastic and they were really brittle the newer ones dude I've got some that are like full of shot but you squeeze them there's no air holes like they self heal I can't say I've seen that personally dude, but you I mean... don't even you tie them to keep them as tight as possible yeah I don't know why you're so worried about this while we're having a conversation about decoys. Because I just saw how you wear your hay dudes. It just was really odd to me. Anyway. uh, That's pretty legit, though. I mean, I've got plenty of game winners over there that are perfect. Yeah. Like, they're great. In all honesty, it's a really good decoy. They're really good-looking decoys. They are. And, I mean, shit, we, there's some... I think there's some older pintails in there that still look good. I've got a bunch of old game winners that... I say older, two or three seasons old, but they treat them the way I do. That's rough. (laughs) It was funny. I was going through Academy the other day, and I was like, I need this, I need this, I need this. I'm looking at like six, eight boxes of decoys that I wanted. How many did you buy? Zero. You suck at that. I do. (laughs) So looking at them coot, you know what I'm saying? Dude, I'm going to tell you right now, 100%. In Southeast Texas, 
When you throw out coop decoys, you will get more birds to commit to you. We've talked about this before. You throw coop decoys, my, the way I like to do it is I'll throw coop decoys like a line of them. Literally make them a line mm-hmm. at the point of the furthest shot you're going to take. That way when you're sitting in a blind, especially if you have newer hunters, they can look out and they see this line of black. Don't shoot anything past that. If it's on this side of that line of black, shoot it. Yeah. Now the thing about a coop decoy, they bring in more birds. And everybody's like, oh, it's 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 this or that or whatever, and coop don't work, and why would you want coop and all this whatever. The thing is, once a bird is so high up, those decoys are black as it is. Mm-hmm. But the actually black decoy stands out to them from a distance. Yep. Because of the way they see. Right. They see different than us. And they will suck into it. I'm telling you, I've hunted with coot and without coot, and I will not hunt without coot. Yeah. I got you. I just don't. So, what preseason prep have you done so far? We were talking about you, not me. Ah, no, no, no. Because it sounds like you ain't done shit either. Okay. So, I went in my shop the other day. I looked at my decoys. They're all hanging from the rafters, and none of them were tangled. That's surprising. Yeah, I don't know who put them up because it obviously wasn't me. <laughs> and uh, I was like, well, that's cool. I must have been sober the last day of last season. <laughs> or maybe it was like a couple days afterwards. I came out here and did this. I don't remember it. Oh, uh, so decoys are squared away. Good. I checked out my waders. They're, they're good to go. Uh, I did a whole change tune up on the boat. Nice. I ran the shit out of it. It's running great. Good. Um, cleaned it out, got all the fishing gear out of it, got all the, we've been partying at the sandbar, empty beer cans out of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. check trailer lights. My, uh, so I've got an adapter plug on my truck. Mm-hmm. My plug's bad. Solid. Yeah. I found, I was like, can't just rewire the trailer lights. I hook up to it. And I only have like one brake light and that's all I have as far as lights. I don't have runner lights on the turn signals. What the hell's wrong with this thing? I don't know. I'm like, well, Chance isn't really an electrician. Maybe he did something, you know, maybe he missed the ground or something. I don't know. Yeah. So we hooked it up on her truck. Mm-hmm. All the lights work. And I'm like, mm, I see a trend here. <laughs> I, uh, I, I narrowed it down. The adapter plug's bad on my on my thing. So uh, I got to buy a new plug. That does happen. It does. So, uh I don't know. Um, I've got a uh, brush blinds. I was going to brush tomorrow for this weekend. I'm not 100% sure I'm going to yet. Yeah. I mean, like, as of right now, I don't want to. Tired. <clears throat> yeah. Don't know how tomorrow Jeremy feels. So Maybe tomorrow Jeremy will feel better. Yeah. Maybe tomorrow Jeremy is more ambitious than today Jeremy. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. What are you doing tomorrow after work? Uh, Probably coming home and hanging out with the kiddos. That's a weird way to say brushing blinds with me, but I'll take it. <laughs> I like the way you put that. That was smooth. You're almost a smooth operator. Both sides of my pillow were cool. Oh, stop it. <laughs> stop it. So, with preseason being in mind, um, what, what'd you do? Because I, I think you took a trip, man. I don't know if you call that a trip. Well, it was a trip. <laughs> in a way. So we went to the woods. Yeah. Up there in Jasper. Me, Matt, and Hunter. 
Harsh will be on the podcast. Oh, yeah? Gia's going to be on the podcast. She's an actual forester, or forestry major. Hmm. Yeah, that's badass. She knows some crazy shit about land management. So does Hunter. Crazy shit. Matt's going to be on, you know, because he's a badass cook, and he knows some crazy cool stuff about fishing and being on the bio and whatnot. Like, that dude, he's got to, like, get him on the fact that, like, if he sees something, he's like, hey, I might be into that. He will research the absolute shit out of it mm-hmm. and buy everything there is to do it and then go focus on another project and never do <laughs> but whatever uh anyway so me matt and hunter went to hunter's land and <sighs> we left on thursday around noon one o'clock and we came back sunday nine ten o'clock in the morning something like that yeah um we probably drank nine, ten, thirty packs of beer between the Thursday to Sunday. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we didn't make a lot of morning hunts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah. we made a hunt every evening. Uh, I bet you uh, did. We made a couple of night hunts. Um, yeah, what, let's, why, don't you, why don't you talk about what, what kind of night hunting you was doing? We were, we were hunting hogs. Yeah, let me clear that up before we sound bad. <laughs> we, uh, yeah, we went up there. So I've been prepping a bow hunt for weeks on the end. I was all ready for it. And uh, we get up there, and Hunter hadn't really been putting out deer, corn for the deer and whatnot. And I was like, man, I'm just not going to sit for nothing. Yeah. Deer aren't really patterning to come in here yet. Bow season's rough as it is. You know, out here, sometimes it's blazing hot and you're sweating your ass off. Sometimes it's cold. You never know. Um, we really didn't have a lot set up for bow hunting. He wasn't really ready for it yet. He's been busy, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, we really went up there to work, but some things happened, so we didn't bring the tractor. We didn't bring some things we were going to bring. But um, So we had put out corn at certain places to see you know, what the movement looked like. And everywhere we put out corn, it turned into a big hog waller. Really? Dude, he's got way more hogs than he thought he did. Uh-huh. So we busted out rifles and said... We're going to switch gears and hog hunt. Nice. So, the night hunts were hog hunts. Um, we actually tried using... Dude, somebody lit a barbecue pit and I can smell it. Yeah. I've been thinking that for a few minutes now. Oh, dude. And I'm hungry. <laughs> we're about to do this podcast at whoever's barbecue pit that is. <laughs> anyway. Um, Special guest incoming. <laughs> right. Special guest is... Ah, what's your name? Oh. Uh, we tried. We made an attempt. Mm-hmm. And I want to really further research this and do it better. But using an electronic call to call in pigs. Never heard of that before. I, so, I never heard of an electronic call. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was young, <laughs> there was a guy at trade days selling a hog call. Yeah. And it was like a squeal. And it sounded just like a hog. Yeah. And I want to say Haydell's did a hog call for a while. Like, there's a few people that did them. Yeah. I've never heard anybody using them. Mm-hmm. We got to watch these videos of these guys sitting out hog callers at night. And mm-hmm. pigs just running in on them. And we're like, we're going to try it. And of course, you know, we're full of liquid ambition. Did so, it. we took a Bluetooth speaker mm-hmm. and set it on top of a deer stand. <laughs> and all three of us piled in it. With night vision and green lights, and we downloaded this app. As Matt <laughs> says, for five ninety nine, I now have a lifetime supply of hog sounds. <laughs> and uh, so it's everything from like 
a distressed hog to like mating sounds to like yeah. hogs marking their territory, like claiming territories to like a feeding frenzy and all this, right? Yeah. There's some of these sounds, bro, with it being close to Halloween, I was like, we need to set up a haunted house and just everybody comes to this really dark noise and just play this hog sound. And I'm telling you, everybody will shit down both legs. <laughs> like some of that crap was almost creepy. Like really? dude, and so we turned it on and granted I've been drinking all day. So we turn it on, and we're sitting in the stain in the dark, and I'm like, part of me feels like I am on a Rob Zombie horror movie right now. <laughs> like, that's how it started feeling after a little while. No like, kidding. It, bruh, it's a rough. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it didn't work. <laughs> we didn't really have a good speaker. It wasn't really projecting the sound the way it should have. Yeah, meaning that you used a Bluetooth speaker probably. Yeah, instead of like something with like a projector, like megaphone type system or whatever. Yeah. But whatever, it was a fun, it was a good attempt, valid effort. Um, anyway, we switched gears and we wound up building a corral chat. Okay. Um, we talked about doing one for a long time. You know, just the classic, it's like in the shape of a six. Okay. Or a nine, depending on the direction you look at it from. <laughs> If you're drunk enough, it's both at the same We time. had a conversation. If you shape it like a six, can you only hold six pigs? So if you shape it like a nine, you can hold, hold nine. So we shaped ours like a nine. Uh, <laughs> That's some redneck logic if I ever heard it. That was some cold can logic right there. So like, yeah, that makes sense. But uh, we made a big crowd trap. We uh, baited it up. But of course, we did it Saturday night instead of Thursday or Friday when we first got there. Yeah. So we didn't have anything for uh, Sunday morning we left. So we tied it open. And we've got a feeder in there, and we're feeding in there, and they're getting used to coming in there. So the next time we go up, we're going to untie it, and hopefully we'll catch a whole sounder of pigs. Mm-hmm. And that would be nice. There's a... Uh, dude, you know how them pigs will waller in the mud, and they'll go rub on the trees? Yes. We've got pig rubs as high as my hip. Jeez. Those yeah. must be some pretty large pigs, then. Yeah, that's like 300-pound class pigs. That's pretty think. good. That's pretty good. good. That's, that's like some hogzilla shit. Like, yeah. it might not even be good to eat at that point. Probably not. That'd be a cool skull melt. Um, uh, yeah, for sure. But yeah, I mean, there's some, there's definitely some crazy pigs out there. Yeah, so what, is there any other, like, prep that you did prior to shooting your bow, like Tonto over there? Man, we, Matt had messed with his sights. He had, I don't know what was going on with his bow, but it was really set up for somebody else, not him. Okay. And he was trying to say it to be more comfortable for him. Yeah. And, uh, so it's about his knock location and his ARS. I don't know. He was a little bit out. He wasn't square. So we squared him up, tuned him up, and, uh, we were trying to get him recited. Uh, man, we set up hay bales and put the target in the middle of the hay bales and did that, that whole jazz. And we shot and shot and shot and shot. My bow's shooting great. I'm, I'm really confident with it. I just, I'm doing good. I just didn't prep with the land to be set up to actually bow hunt. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. It really turned into like a, like, hang out, get away. If we see something, we see something. Like, we weren't really hardcore hunting. Gotcha. In fact, I got a really funny story about it. You got a funny story. Is this a good, if is this a good story? This is a typical Matt story. Oh, yes. This ought to be good, then. But you will laugh your ass off. <laughs> Matt disappeared. No, he didn't. Disappeared. Oh, jeez. What happened? So, bro, we get up there Thursday. And homie had been drinking since he got out of work, right? Yeah. That sounds about right. So, we get tent set and everything going. And we kind of rode around. And we looked at where 
Hunter had been up two days before, and we were put corn out, and everything was just hog wallers. And we're like, man, I say hog wallers. It was it was all dusty, but it was all torn up by hogs. Yeah. Matt goes, fish moving at night. We should hunt at night. <laughs> I was like, we can, but not tonight. <laughs> Hunter and I just kind of looked at each other, like, whatever that means. Well, he, uh, we're hanging out, me, Matt, and Hunter, and Matt kind of slips off towards the trucks. Yeah. Hunter and I are talking for, like, 30, 45 minutes. We're like, where in the hell did Matt go? Yeah. And Hunter was like, man, that drunk ass, he probably went over there to pee, and he sat down, and he fell asleep. <laughs> Jeez. So why would he sit down when he's peeing, Hunter? I don't know, man. Maybe he was laying down looking at the stars. Whatever, let's go look. So we go over there and we can't find him. Yeah. And his rifle's missing. Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. He went night walking, didn't he? I'm like, yep, Matt wanted to walk about. I said, look, dude, he's been busy as shit. He's been working on godly overtime. He just needed to clear his head going to walk. I'm not worried about it. Yeah. So, it rolls around. It's about 1 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. He's not back yet. It's like high 40s. Yeah. Which is cold. It's cold. Shoot, it's getting cold at this point. It's cold. It ain't cold right now, boy. And he had on jeans, a t-shirt, and a long sleeve button-up. Mm-hmm. That was it. And a pair of boots. And I'm like, bruh, it's pretty cold. So they had like two acres that they had cleared. We we got on the buggy. We rode over there thinking maybe he's over there. I told Hunter, I was like, he probably laid down behind his rifle and fell asleep. So we go over there. We can't find him. Can't find him. We hung out, drank a couple beers looking for him. We go back to the, the camp. We're sitting around the fire, and I was like, dude, I've got his location. <laughs> so I pull up his location on, like, the Find My Friends thing or whatever from the iPhone. Yeah. And uh, I don't know what that pop noise just was, but it, it scared me. Uh, jumped up and bit me. But anyway, <laughs> uh, when I first pulled it up, it shows him, like, right there by us. Yeah. I was like, well, hell, he's probably on the pipeline. Yeah. You know, there's a pipeline right there by the camp. There's some big deer box blinds on it. Like, well, maybe he's one of the box blinds. And Hunter's like, yeah, probably got cold, laid up, and somebody fell asleep. I said, yeah, probably so. So we're hanging out, and we look up again, and it shows him somewhere totally different. <laughs> and I'm like, homie's on the move. Yeah. Well, then it goes, like, from here to here really fast. And I'm like, there is no way he covered that amount of iron. So, yeah. we wound up looking for him till like, 2, 2.30 in the morning, something like that. Okay. And uh, couldn't find him. So, we came back. We went to bed. We're like, look, Matt's grown, dude. I'm not worried about Matt in the woods. He's totally capable. Yeah. We get up the next morning. I had heard him. I knew he came into camp. We get up the next morning. He ain't there. Yeah. <clears throat> Gone again. I'm like, this motherfucker here. So we get to looking around. He'd definitely been there. Some of his stuff was there that wasn't there the, last, not, the night before. Yeah. Hunter and I are standing out there. I'm putting in a dip of stuff going, I don't know what to do. About that time I look up, Matt's walking down the road, freaking 308 over his shoulder. You girls want some breakfast? I got some taco meat out. for y'all. <laughs> Where the hell you been? Oh, I went on a walk. Figured y'all weren't going to get up and hunt this morning. I would. <laughs> But yeah, he totally typical Matt just disappeared on us. Nice. And didn't see a damn thing. <laughs> Which to recap, we didn't see a we didn't see a single animal, didn't shoot a single animal. We saw a rabbit and that was all we saw all weekend. Damn. Yeah, the pigs were moving at like midnight. And we were not. At like midnight we were not functional? No. 
But it wasn't bad. Uh, so, yeah, we got everything set up to shoot some hogs out there. They got a lot out there. And then we're rolling into the deer stuff. We rolled out some feeders. And we Good got deal. feeders going and corned up and ready to go. So, Good deal. I mean, two weeks, deer season opens. So, we're ready for it, I guess. I mean, they'll find the corn by the end. It'll be okay. Yeah. So, what's the, I mean... What, I guess the thing I'm looking for is, you know, with with that amount of a hog problem, you know, what's what's the plan there? Can't get rid of them all. I mean, you know, that's how hogs are. You know, and hogs and deer will cohabitate, but you don't want too many hogs because they cause issues. But you'll never shoot them all. We're just, we're going to try to trap them. And if we see one, you know, while we're hunting, we're going to stick them too. But, you know, hell, the other day we was hunting them. And, <laughs> I don't know, we probably could have shot more, but I was watching the, uh, play-by-play of the Astros beating the Yankees. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, I reckon that was the night they shut them out. Was it game, what, three? Did they go four games in that? Yeah, four games. It had to be game three. Yeah, it was game three because I watched game four back at home by then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was uh, like a play-by-play of game three. It was a good game. See old Garrett Cole get bombs hit off of him after he left the Astros to go, I want a ring. I'm going to the Yankees, dude. It made my heart just like. That was that was some class. I watched game four, and that was a classic, classic yeah. baseball game. You didn't watch game three? I didn't watch game three. No, I oh, wanted to. I just didn't get around to doing it, to be honest with you. I've literally either watched the game or watched play-by-play or listened to every single game you know, I, since, post, since I, postseason started. I really had, like, every intention of not watching it because I figured – I feel I felt like Game Four was gonna go one way or the other, and it was kind of gonna be lopsided. And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna watch part of it, and it's gonna be lopsided. And I'm just gonna go to sleep, right? I ended up watching the whole thing just because it was such a classically good baseball game. It was. It was very good baseball. Very good baseball. Like that was an extremely enjoyable game. Super glad to see the Astros win it. Glad we got up. Glad y'all got up the brooms. And the, the, the winning final last pitch was a strikeout Aaron Judge. Or, no, well, an out against Aaron Judge. That alone made it better. Right. I mean, it's just. There's something about Judge I just don't like. He's a damn good ball player. Something about him I just don't like. I, I think, to me, not. I think he's a good ball player, too, but I think they've. They've made him up to be up more than he really is. Oh, don't no. get me wrong. The, the dude has talent. He's good. Yeah, he's the good. dude has no. That. Don't get me wrong. The dude but he's has not talent. as big as they make him out to be. Yeah, they're trying to make him out to be this, you know, I mean, almost, you know, what we would call the stars of the 90s. They're almost trying to make it sound like that. You know, baseball, you and I watched as young kids. That's what they're trying to make it out to be. And it's it's not like that anymore. It's not baseball of the 90s. It's a different game. I mean, it's it's the game has evolved with the years and times. Right. You know, but it is not... It is not that type of star power like it used to be. It's it's more of it's a hundred percent a better combined team effort than it was back in the nineties. Because back in the nineties, one person could carry a team or two people could back carry a team. Back in the nineties it was like Bagwell, Biggio, Berkman, and like a handful of others. But it was like you had like these three or four star players and then nobody knew the name of the other guys. Yeah. You know, on every team. Yeah, on every team. Hundred percent. I'm just saying, it was like three or four stars, and everyone else was just kind of there. And now, you got freaking rookies making the MVP and shit. I mean, dude, <laughs> awesome. Good for him, obviously. I mean, to come into a rookie, 
coming as a rookie into a championship series and winning an MVP, that's awesome. And didn't even play a full season. Yeah, didn't play a full season. He did amazing. I mean, Pena's a bad, bad dude. Best thing in the world was getting him in Correa's spot. I'm not a Correa fan. I'll tell you that right now. The dude was hurt more than he was playing. He was hurt more than he was healthy. In his younger years, he was great. Way hurt more than he was healthy. That doesn't help us. You know, and I think I think what I, what you know what I like the most is that that game four kind of reminded me of the 2016 Cubs World Series against Cleveland. It was a classic fight. I wouldn't know. Yeah, you didn't watch. I know. It wasn't any good teams playing it. Oh, oh, oh. Who won that? <laughs> Stop the madness. Was that like the last one the Cubs ever won? <laughs> they used to win games? Yeah, yeah, they do win games. No, did win games. No, they they actually finished the second half of the season pretty damn good. Now, granted, they didn't make the playoffs, but for a team that's not been what it has been in the past in the in the years since the World Series. Everybody that says my team is building, they'll be back but better, better next year. No, they they say that for five years in a row, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like Dallas Cowboys fans, we're building this year. You've been building since the nineties. <laughs> Trying to make up. You've more. been building since Troy Aikman left. <laughs> Crying. Which I'm gonna tell you right now, I am a Cowboys fan. I just don't make excuses. They suck. Man, it's it is what it is, man. Yeah, it is. All right, so sports ran out of the way. <laughs> what do we have coming up? Actually, uh, this weekend's the youth hunt. Mm, yeah, I'm guiding that. Yeah, you're taking care of that. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely still taking that. You ready? I'll be more ready when you come brush that blind with me tomorrow. Nah. I'll let you do it by yourself. I feel you'll like that more. If I have to brush it by myself, I'm going to paint obscenities about you inside that blind. I mean, I would expect nothing less <laughs> at that point. You know? No, um. We're going to have our man. Yeah, little Brantley Mayberry is going to be with us. Oh. We quit eating this so I can actually talk. talk. Yeah. yeah. I'm hungry. They didn't feed me at lunch today. It worked today. Oh, man. What a terrible sight. Oh, no, I did eat lunch today. <clears throat> I ate at Jason's Deli. Oh. That'd be good old Reuben. There you go. Anyway, but, uh, yeah, we're going to have Brantley out there. Um, I was hoping that Carson would be ready to shoot by then, which actually he was hitting baseballs off the tee on the way here today. Oh, really? Yeah, while I was on the way here. Jeez. My sister sent, him a, sent me a video. They went to a doctor today. He's doing a lot better. Good. He's coming on. He can, he can raise his wrist to like here now, which yeah. he couldn't at all. And they took the bandages off the skin graft. Crazy stuff. Anyway, oh, uh, that was my nephew that we talked about in the first episode. But anyway, yeah, youth season, youth weekend is this weekend. We're taking Brantley to an undisclosed location. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one of our our big blind that we have built. Um, we're gonna bring him out there. If here's my thing though, we've got a lot more birds in the area now. We yeah. really do. I've seen it with my own eyes. There's rice field right beyond us. If there's people banging in there, don't move them. 
right across from us is now leased out to a duck club. If there's people banging in there, they'll move them. If there's no shooters around us, I don't know how much activity we're going to have. Yeah. So it may turn into a slow, long hunt. It may be a good hunt. You but know. you're not going to go no without trying. And I'll tell you right now, I would rather sit in a blind with a kid and not shoot anything and explain to them this and that and answer questions and do that all morning long than anything else. So, yeah. you know, I mean, the kids are the future. If if you don't bring kids or new people into the sport, it goes nowhere. Yeah. It'll I die. Mean, I mean, so, that's, that's, I mean, that's the only way it keeps going at this point. Look, and I'll, to, to the fact that I will honestly openly offer anybody with kids that want to hunt, and if you want to hunt, uh, if you want to, you're interested in getting into duck hunting, uh, y'all give me a shout. I literally will take you and your kid duck hunting. Can't promise that we're going to kill anything, but I'm all about it. Can't kill him on the couch. No, you can't. You can't. And just get out there and enjoy it. I mean, there's so many things to be had. Like, you know, and duck hunting's more than just the killing. Like, especially for us in Southeast Texas, I mean, there's so many times that you make a hunt. It's just like a baseball game. You make a, a hunt, and it's like you have all these slow lulls, and then there's a couple seconds of action, and then it's back and forth. But there's so many times that, like, we will come home with two birds, one bird, four birds between the two of us, or six between the two of us, and and we had the time of our life. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's the camaraderie. It's It's being in the marsh. It's smelling the air. It's watching the... Watching the animals wake up around you, watching the sunrise over your decoys, like, there's so much more to it than just killing. Yeah, and I mean, just like, you know, just like you alluded to baseball, it's it's a probability game. It is. You know, it's it's crazy to think that it's not because, you know, you're, you're playing probabilities. Is this going to work? Is that going to work? Is this people here, so they're shooting, they're moving birds around. Is this going on? You know, yeah. it's a probability game, and you don't know what that probability is going to be. No, and I mean, I study like crazy. I'll look at my wind directions before I leave. I'll look at my wind speeds. All right, I want to set up. I've got this wind direction. I want to set up here. I know the sun's going to be to my back if I set there. I hope the wind's the wrong way, so we're going to hunt this blind. We're going to, you know, and it's like, well, I put so much into it. But at the end of the day, you can have what you think is a perfect setup and still not shoot a damn thing. Yeah. If the birds aren't there, they're not there. If the birds don't want to be there, they ain't going to be there. Yeah. I mean, shit, they might be headed to Bath and Body Works. Getting some of that pummy spice latte scent. Bath and Body Works? Yeah. Or the Waffle House, I mean. Bath and Body Works? Yeah, what's wrong with Bath and Body Works? You said it before in Duck Line, so I don't even want to I've never said there is a Bath and Body Works. Yes, you have. I said, you said it 45 times last year. Add it to the Waffle House or to the Walmart or the Taco Bell. Nah, you've definitely said it. I promise you. Are they on their way to get some brunch? You've definitely said they're going to Bath and Body Works for that sweet cucumber melon scent. 100%. I know you've said it. Don't even try to deny I it. I vaguely remember this conversation. Don't, don't even I try to deny it. I vaguely remember this conversation. I say a lot of things. And you probably forget a lot of things. Oh, God, yes. Oh, God, yes. No, I mean, you know, like, it's just, it's a great time because, you know, you, you've already said it. It's, you get to watch the world wake up. You get yeah. to watch everything around you that has been created for you. Jesus in the double line, baby. I mean, 
it's it's one of the places that you know I feel God the most. I feel like that's a church in a way. You know. Oh, it is. Hundred percent, it is. And I mean, that's my church. It's. There was a song I had to send it to you. It's called okay. like "Where I Found God" or "Where or Where We Find God." Mm-hmm. Uh, Joseph posted on Facebook last night. Yeah, and uh, he's talking about the smell that Evan Rude cranking up or fishing on the bank with my old man and all this. And uh, dude, yeah, that's that's exactly like what you're talking about. I agree, man. Like, you know, especially a guy like you. You live out here in the city. <laughs> And, uh, you know, you get to see all the things that, that you don't see in our day-to-day life. Yeah. I mean, it's it's great. It's a, it's the greatest, it's one of the greatest places to be. I mean, you can't, you can't take anything away from it, and you get to take everything from it. Yeah. You know, because it's literally there for you to enjoy, enjoy you know, and it's, it's, it's something that I would 100% agree that myself included has taken for granted. Yeah, I I take for granted quite often how close I am to like the bar, to the boat ramp, or whatnot, and you know it's it's five minute shot from my house to being on the water. Yeah, and I had a rough day. I'll throw a boat in the water to take off, or if I've got a random day off, I'm on the water as the sun comes up catching fish. You know, yeah. and it's it's just what I do. It's just part of my life. And it's like every now and then I look up and I'm like, how fucking lucky am I? You know, like, especially when you're out there on the water by yourself in a kayak, just flipping a jig at the cypress knees or throwing a, a worm and you're just, you're by yourself. The only thing you hear is your real clicking and the water up against your yak, dude. Oh my God. Like, Peaceful. Yeah. It's beautiful. It calms your soul. It calms the mind. It just, it just generally is a great. Beautiful. Great calm. <laughs> Anytime that I've been spending too much time in town, that's all I want was to be on the water. You know, for me, too much time in town is anything over about 15 minutes, but... Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's... No, it's it's definitely a great thing. Yeah. What would you say your favorite thing about duck hunting is? My favorite part of duck hunting? Yeah. Sitting there with your homies, or even, I mean, like we've already talked about, waking, watching the world wake up. That's that's an amazing part of a duck blind, and like seeing cupped up ducks because I can make see you making the hand gesture right now. I mean, when the birds are like flying left to right and you quack and they turn into you, mm-hmm. and for like that long they look like a little dot with just these lines on the outside of them, mm-hmm. and they're just kind of moving around all over. Yeah, that's my favorite. I mean, it's it's just a it's. I mean, we could say it a million times. It's just a great place to be, and if we don't, if we don't continually, you know, try hard to continue the sport. We're not, you know, it's it's gonna die with us, or it's gonna die with you know, yeah. with with the next generation who's not gonna put as much effort into it as we do, and we're gonna die old, you know, end up becoming the old men. They're the only ones hunting. Right, right. You know, and that's. The camaraderie is huge. I mean, we've got so many friends that we're only friends because of duck hunting. Yeah. You know, I mean. We don't get to see each other other than duck season? Yeah. I mean, we only only get to see each other for that short 60 days. But, I mean, those short 60 days that we really only get to hunt the maybe a couple Fridays out of it and Saturdays and Sundays, I mean, it's a great time because you get so, to see your homies. Yeah. Some of my closest for occasion, Mike, I could call that man right now and he'd be like, 
you know, and be like, hey, dude, I'm in Bonnie. And be like, where are you at? You know, and I know that. But we don't see each other unless we're in a duck blind together. You know, and I, that's how we met was hunting. And then, like, Cody Daniels, Cody's up north, but Cody's probably one of the best guys I've ever met. I don't know if you've ever met him. I have. You have? Mm-hmm. Cody's an amazing guy, and I only yes. know him from duck hunting. Yeah. Speaking of people from duck hunting. Oh, geez, what's up? Okay, Mike called me this morning on the way to work. Yeah, yeah, he was, uh, he said at Pasadena on a job, but, uh, he was telling me he wants to shoot a goose this year, and he doesn't care what it takes, he wants to shoot a goose. So that means he probably wants to try to do guidehead hunt, huh? Yeah, he was like, we're going to go somewhere, he's like, I don't care if you take me to the marsh, and we get on some snows, or... He was like, I want to shoot a Canada. Where do I have to go to do that? Like, I want to shoot a speck. I said, well, I got some friends. There's people I know. They have some friends that guide in Gaydon. Mm-hmm. And Gaydon is, like, loaded with specks. It's spectacular, even. Oof. And uh, so we're going to line up a trip to Gaydon to shoot some geese. You want to come? Yeah. Yeah. I've been wanting to shoot a goose since that. I forget that you've never shot one. Nope. Never shot a goose yet. And... Ever since we saw them snows working that one time with Taylor Thompson, I've wanted to shoot a dang goose. Oh, my gosh, I've wanted to shoot a goose. I've shot a pile of them, but they're probably my favorite things to shoot. Basically just a double duck. <laughs> Dude, they're huge. They're huge. All right, I shot a, <laughs> I shot some one time when the marsh was real, real, real shallow. Mm-hmm. And uh, the tide was going out. Then I shot this goose. This dude landed five, ten yards in front of me in that shallow. And, dude, that sun gun fall out of the sky, and he hit that mud, just plunk. <laughs> dude, mud splashed everywhere. It's the funniest crap. Left a crater in the ground. Goose is huge. Man. They're fun. I definitely love shooting geese. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll make a, we'll make a, a, a geese hunt. Geese. Shoot some, shoot some gooses. I like it. I like it. feel like old TK and my, home, home, home. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've wanted I've wanted it ever since I started duck hunting. That's been something I've wanted to do. You know, I've even talked about, I think we've talked about, you know, saying we wanted to do extended goose and never do because we're always so fucking tired after everything. I've done extended goose, conservation goose a couple times, but they're just not really geese around here. I've gone up north to do it a few times. It's a fun time, but I don't know, man. I wouldn't mind doing it again. I just, you got to travel to do it now. Yeah. That's something we're definitely going to talk about uh, on our next our next podcast. We'll probably, I'm thinking we're going to bring Brantley on that hunt, and then we're going to podcast some with him. Yeah. We might not do a full episode with him. I'm thinking maybe hit him a good little 30 minutes. Yeah. And then um, I'll save that, and then we'll do another little 30-minute discussion on, you know, the difference between, or maybe even just do another 30-minute discussion on, from us young like he was to now, you know. Yeah. That'd be a good that'd be a good thing to do. I like it. And then after that, talk about get a little bit maybe more in depth with uh, Big Duck and what we plan on doing decoying wise maybe. Yeah, I really I mean look, I'm gonna tell anybody listening, if you're wanting to know information about duck hunting, and I know we haven't really gotten into that, my number one things that I can tell you right now, just easy, quick info. Quick tips. You think of a couple yourself, Kyle. All right. If you think that you have enough brush cut for your blind, cut double that. If you think you were hidden well enough, cover up a little bit more. I don't know. I've, I've shot ducks with less cover. 
singular, but that was a fluke thing. If you think you're hidden well enough, cover up a little bit more. And, and I'm I'm dead like I would not go off that. Oh, I did it like this before. No, 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 no. Cover up a little bit more. Pay attention to what your birds are doing. If the birds are close to you, don't yell at them on a call. Because, I mean, you're talking to them. Would you want to walk up somebody's yelling at you? Talk quiet to them. If they're coming in, don't even talk to them. Let them do their thing. You know, if you're quacking at birds and they're turning out, just put your calls down. See what happens. Be ready to be ever-changing. You know, adjust as you go. If you need to move decoys as you go, move your decoys. Just don't don't go out there and be like, this is my plan and just stick to it. Watch what's happening around with you and and change with it. Yeah. What would you what would you say some good tips are? Oh, let's see. Um you've kind of covered some stuff that I was thinking about, so I mean remember the plan's gonna fall apart, probably. And you know you've already alluded to the you know ever changing, and I mean I don't I don't I don't really have any good tips because realistically I'm still learning. So I mean maybe that's a good tip right there. Learn with we're all still learning. I mean <laughs> yeah true, but I mean you know learn with what's going on around you. Figure out you know because what decoy spread worked last week or this week maybe not work next week. Yeah. You know don't don't always stick to one exact plan, you know, move it around, change it up, you know, it's, it's worth a shot, and, you know, I mean, honestly, I don't really know, you've kind of alluded to a lot of what I've already was going to say. I didn't allude to anything, I said it. Whatever. You try to use your big words, and using them all wrong. I'm getting tired, and that's the only thing that's coming out. <laughs> that word of the day dictionary is yeah. kicking your ass. It, it sure, it's, it's coming up, let's put it that way. Right. But no. anyway, yeah, we will do a more in-depth, uh, podcast probably after the next one talking about how we decoy and for why we decoy when and where and um calling and when we call and why we call and what calls we use or uh not like what brand but like feed call comeback call quacks and all that uh we'll definitely get into that um i definitely want to have Justin and nate from old west smoke company on yeah definitely um definitely want to have them on uh, Matt and Hunter, Gia, all of them are going to be on separately. We're going to have Jason and Greg from Delta Waterfowl. Yeah, we got a lot of we got a lot of good good yeah, stuff coming. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Just, I mean, a lot of a lot of stuff that's not necessarily you know maybe completely hunting related. So you know, yeah, it'll definitely branch out and but it'll be it'll be wildlife related. Yeah, yeah, it's all work. You get what you put in. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. Huh. Lost my train of thought there. Jeez. I noticed. Jeez, I noticed. Louise. All right. Well, uh, we're about a good spot to wrap up. So, uh, you got anything else you want to say? No, I think uh, this was a good episode, and move on to the next. On to the next one, old son. <laughs> you want to say bye, Kyle? Bye, Kyle. Such an idiot. All right, y'all. Well, uh, remember, you can't kill them on the couch. You can't change your game from the sidelines. So get out there and do something.